0: So as many of you know, about 12 years ago, I stood here and I announced that I would like to start going by my first name, Ian. Given the news this week, I have another announcement to make. (laughs) Just kidding. Let us pray. Lord, we pray for your spirit to rest upon us today just as we pray for your spirit to be with those impacted by the devastation in Florida. May your holy love bring comfort and healing, strength, and the very best of the human spirit. In Christ we pray. Amen. So the image on the front of your bulletin cover is the Puente La Riena, the Queen's Bridge built in the 11th century along the Camino de Santiago, a pilgrimage route in northern Spain. And we took a a group there from Montview in 2014, and as we crossed that bridge, noting how it sloped upward toward the middle and then downward toward the other side, our guide suggested that we spend some time as we crossed it pondering where we were metaphorically on that bridge of life. Were we still near the beginning? Were we at the middle? Were we over the hill? At the time, I was 45, and I could optimistically tell myself that I was at the midpoint, maybe not even at the midpoint. Now I'm 53. And while I suppose it's possible that I could live to 106, more than likely I am well into the second half of my life. And at 53, young people look at me and say, yep, you're, you're old. As an example, a few weeks ago I baptized a little girl, she was like three, and she afterward uh, asked her father, was that God? which I'm sure had more to do with how I look than any wisdom I was imparting. But on the other hand, older folks than me look at me and go, oh, to be 53 again, right? This aging is a very funny thing. We all know it's coming for us, but it still surprises us when we pass by that mirror the first time and wonder, who is that old man looking back at me? It's first of all the physical things, the physical signs we notice, the the things that start sagging and sinking and wrinkling and widening. And then it's all the activities that used to sound fun like wrestling with my kids or playing soccer that now just seem like a list of ways to throw out your back. (laughs) There are the mental limitations like forgetting people's names or walking into the kitchen and then wondering why I did that. And in all seriousness, probably the hardest Thing I think about getting older in this culture that is so obsessed with youth and beauty is that we relegate seniors to the sidelines. To, to be a senior is to lose a sense of respect and status in our culture. It is to be taken less seriously or to be not be seen at all. And that is really tough. When you put all that together, aging, I think, is probably one of the most difficult things that we go through in this life. And by contrast, the first part of our journey seems so much easier, doesn't it? As children, we're growing stronger and more capable every day. As grown-ups, we grow our career, we grow our network of friends, we maybe grow a family. The Queen's Bridge on that side just stretches upward and onward. Aging, it seems to me, is frankly like a flaw in the system. I mean, it's not for me to create, to critique the Creator, but is all of this joint pain and ear hair really necessary? (laughs) Aging feels like this cosmic mistake that just about ruins what would otherwise be a perfectly nice time. But what if it's not a mistake? What if aging isn't just some necessary evil that we have to put up with in order to live our lives, but instead is an invitation, a very powerful and a very insistent invitation to what life is actually really all about? The Apostle Paul in our scripture lesson today says that we are to be of the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Think about that, it's a tall order, it's a high bar. We're not just to worship Jesus, we're to become like Jesus. Little Christs, Christians, we are to have the same mind that he had. And what was that mind? Paul says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality to God as something to be grasped, but rather he emptied himself. That word emptied in Greek is kenosis. And I've talked about it before because it has become so important to me in understanding who Jesus is and what our faith is about. Paul says that fundamentally what Jesus did was empty himself. And if we are followers of Christ, little Christs, Christians, that's what we're to do too. And nothing teaches us the lessons of kenosis better than aging. I want to ask you to consider that instead of being a cosmic mistake, that aging might actually be a very intentional and very wise cosmic gift. And that it is not something just to endure, but rather something to accept and to learn from and, dare I say, even be grateful for. I know some of you further down the aging path are saying, oh, you silly youngster, you have no idea. I know. But I do know. Because I have been with enough of you through the trials of aging to see how enormously challenging it is. And I've also been with enough of you to see what beautiful things Can come when we let aging do its work on us. As much as the first half of life is about increasing and growing and accumulating things, the second half of life is about decreasing, emptying, letting go of things, which understandably is really frightening. But those who walk through that door, they learn that there are gifts in disappearing. Being sidelined allows us a better view of the whole playing field. We can better see what matters and what doesn't matter. And so much doesn't matter. So we learn to relax a little more take things a little less seriously, take ourselves a little less seriously. As our strength diminishes, we discover it's actually quite nice not to hold everything so tightly, to worry so much. We learn, because we have to, how to leave some things undone and unfixed and imperfect if we let it, aging can make us softer and more gracious and more forgiving of others and of ourselves. In the first half of our lives, we are basically, I think, in love with ourselves. And we're beginning to learn how to love a few other people, but mostly it's the me show. And that's just the way it's supposed to be. But in the second half of life, we are given the opportunity to turn our attention outward. The me show isn't quite as exciting the second half. So that we can begin the work that we're all here to do, which is to fall in love with the world. We were in love with ourselves. Now we fall in love with the world. And I say we're given the opportunity, because while getting older is guaranteed, getting wiser or more loving is not. When I came to Montview 20 years ago, as a young-ish 33-year-old, I looked forward to having these deep conversations with those with people who were dying, as they shared the wisdom of their lifetime. And that has happened, sometimes, but not as often as I thought it would. I've learned that emptying ourselves of all that we worked so hard for in the first half of our life is very hard to do. And especially for those who had some degree of success in some area in that first half, if they were particularly gifted in some way, if they enjoyed the prestige and respect of others, if they were especially successful financially, when that's the case, it is so much harder to do the work of kenosis in the second half. And men, a special word for you. I have come across a lot of grumpy old men in my ministry. <laughs> I'm not naming names. But it's true. And in all seriousness, because, it's because I think of the way men are socialized, and ironically, because of all the privileges that men, so many men enjoy in the first half of their life, Aging can be a particularly hard pill to swallow. If we don't do our work to let go of the first half of life, we're in for a pretty rough ride the second. Aging is not easy for any of us. But perhaps we might try to think of the pain we feel as the necessary growing pains of stepping into a whole new way of living and being. And that new way, even with all of its challenges, is really quite amazing. Being over the hill doesn't mean that life is over. I think it means the real journey is just beginning. It means now it's time to quit playing so many games and get out of our own way and let go of so much that really wasn't important in the first place because the world needs for us to not just grow elderly, but to become elders, full of wisdom and grace. And because, if I can get a little mystical on you, this isn't just about what happens on the first half of the Queen's Bridge, nor is it just about what happens on the other side of the Queen's Bridge. It's also about what happens when we get to the end of the bridge and take that next step into a new land. And whatever that is, I suspect that what we became in the first half of this life is going to matter a whole lot less than what we became in the second half.